back everybody to a, another episode of Nailed It with St. Joe. This is the real live in-person St. Joe. For those of the eight people that listened to the uh, the episode last week, apparently didn't like the, uh, the fake St. Joe. It was uh, it's a little weird. I got to be honest with you. When I got back from uh, my little uh, vacation here and listened to the episode of the uh, the fake St. Joe, it's a little weird. And uh, it's kind of scary to uh, see that somebody can uh, clone your voice and make it... Uh, as, I got to say the voice did sound a little bit like me, uh, but it was uh, pretty fast. I, I maybe... Maybe the computer can slow down the tempo, or maybe I do talk that fast. Uh, I'm not sure, but it did uh, replicate it, my voice pretty good. Um, but I think the uh, the producers of the show uh, for coming up with content, uh, it was very good. Uh, I think that the AI um, characters are or the algorithms or whatever that they do. I think that it is very um, good and, and again, scary that it can go back and kind of look and take out the conglomeration of things that people talk about and they look at and say, here's what I'm going to do to make an episode of this kind of stuff. Um, I know that there was probably some things that were added in, um, in order to make it there, but it is kind of, kind of interesting. Uh, I mean, I've talked about the grocery carts before I've talked about, um, being nice to one another. Um, and then, uh, I did have, uh, uh, some influences, uh, that I wanted to, uh, to shout out for the eighties. So I know that that was on tap. Um, and it all began because there was a little bit of a technical difficulty, of um i had an episode on tap ready to go uh but it was lost somewhere uh so it's a lost episode that maybe uh i've learned a little bit of a lesson here uh, i learned a couple things um that fake saint joe isn't very popular and also that if i'm going to go on vacation i need to have a couple episodes in the pipeline that i can uh pre-record and say, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, so I've got to, I've got to figure out a way to get some loaded up and ready to go. So if I am going to be out that I can just pop those in and uh, kind of have a one-off to uh, have that ready to go at the ready uh, to, uh, to have something. Um, because yeah, then I wouldn't run into any of these problems of having to, uh, to have something fill in. Um, or um, I could have something happen like uh, I did before where Keb filled in for me and have a guest host. I just didn't think that far ahead and ask and see if anybody was able to do it. Uh, so we'll get it on tap. But you know what? This week we're back at it. We're back here uh, in real life, in the studio, and ready to bring you another good episode, I hope. Um, I've got a lot of catching up to do on some of the other folks that we listen to on a regular basis. 
so I know um, they have probably had some good shows. I haven't had a chance to get to all of them, uh, but please stop by and check them out. Um, again, we've got uh, Pedals of Support on Tuesday and Thursdays now. We've got uh, the boys over at Refiltered on Wednesday. We've got Beebs on his own on Thursday where he is finding his way. And um, then we've got our good friends over at the Two Penny um, that are on Fridays. And we can't forget Hypno Wellness. Uh, Hypno Wellness comes out uh, twice a week as well. I believe it is Wednesdays and Thursdays. Wednesday is the first part to tell you what she's going to be talking about. And then Thursday is like the therapy type um, session. Uh, so Cindy at Hypno Wellness. Uh, we also have Sumner. Uh, in the background, he has a Twitch channel that you can find all of these fine podcasts that we talk about at unfpod.com. Uh, and then again, every day, stupid history minute, you can, uh, you can catch and be on the lookout for this uh, stupid history book that is coming out in the fall. We're all looking very forward to that. Um, and a quick, another, uh, quick shout out to our friends over at Nefarious Nightmare. If you haven't had a chance to uh, check out their new series that just released, um, Still Minding the Beehive, it's a good series. It's a, uh, it's a tough topic uh, that they're talking about, uh, but if you want to check that out, please do so. Their last uh, Minding the Beehive series that they had did very well um, and actually helped, like I said, I think I've talked about it before, helped catch um, one of the predators that they talked about, and this time, again, they're... They're talking about sextortion and different uh, various uh, sex crimes uh, that have taught that have happened, and they're interviewing uh, various uh, uh, women that have, this has happened to. And it's very interesting. Um, it's it's hard to listen to at times. I can tell you uh, because of the the topic that they go over and uh, they get very in depth of it. But they do a very good job. Courtney and Amanda do a very good job over there, and. Um, uh, it's something that I, I think really needs to be talked about and shed some light onto it and to catch these just just horrible people that do these things to people. Um, and uh, But it's really good. So Still Minding the Beehive and Nefarious Nightmare, uh, the podcast over there. So check it out. But this week, um, I find that uh, we, my the wife and I, took a nice little vacation, a nice little cruise. My son uh, was up in Wisconsin visiting the grandparents for a couple weeks. He had uh, a week with one set of grandparents and another week with another set of grandparents. Got to do, you know, he's very lucky that each uh, set of grandparents are both um, still doing very well, alive and kicking, and uh, very active. So he gets to go up there, and he um, one is in Green Bay, uh, and, you know, they live right across the street from the uh, Lambeau Field. So they get to go up there and do some festivities um, up in Lambeau. They have Town, and uh, they do a lot of um, summer activities up there where, you know, bands and things like that right around the, the, or the uh, football field, Lambeau. And uh, so he likes to go up there and walk around there and eat, you know, lots of cheese. Uh, he had cheese curds and um cheeseburgers and lots of different uh anything to do with cheese up there is great uh, fried pickles i think are, are another big thing that he liked up there 
Um, and he got to go up by Door County. Um, he fished up on Lake Michigan, which was great. And he got a different fish than what he, what he catches down here. Um, caught some smallmouth bass, which is great. Uh, down here, he catches, you know, largemouth bass here in, in our ponds. Uh, but he was, he was an avid fisherman he is. So he got to go up there and fish with that set of grandma and grandpa. Then he went over to, uh, the kind of the middle of Wisconsin and, and, um, for those of you that are watching this week's golf tournament, it is in, uh, it's the U S um, seniors open is in Stevens point, Wisconsin at century world. And it is the, um, uh, right in the kind of the center of uh, Wisconsin. And uh, that is where my other parent, grandparents um, live. And he got to fish there and do some things there. And so it's a lot of fun to spend a lot of time with uh, different grandparents. And uh, But it was fun. So while he was away, we decided that we would go have a little vacation. And uh, we cruised down to Turks and Caicos and uh, Bimini. Uh, little little island bimini that it made some stops and it's it's fun and uh, just got to have some fun in the sun and do uh, a lot of things uh, but i felt like the topics that i had talked about previously on the podcast prepared me very well for the fun that we had on the ship because while i was on there i like i am a joiner when i go on the cruises i like to do all the trivia stuff i like to do the little um, fun things that they have. Um, sometimes the karaoke um, um, things might get in there depending on uh, how crazy it gets. But uh, this time it didn't really do it. But um, um, we, uh, we did do some trivia things and uh, um, I ended up winning two different trivia contests. One was in movies and one was in sports. Uh, so I thought I would bring back uh, the questions that they had, um, which again, it feeds right into what we were talking about previously before leaving. And um, one of the the movies, which I found was was fun is they were they they played it was describing the movies badly. Um, and I don't know if any of you have played the game before. Um, that is not the one that I wanted in um, because it is, it's hard. If you've ever played the game, it's not as easy as it sounds. Um, and you'll see why here when I read some of these things to you to try to see if you can guess the movie. Um, so I thought that I would read those questions uh, to you and see if you could figure out the movie. Um, they're not necessarily 80s movies, but they're just any movies. And then the other one, which I think I'm going to start with, because I think that that led really well into the conversation, was the top sports movie. Uh, movie or it, was, it was movie. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me back up. It was sports movie quotes. And they led a list of quotes, and you had to write down the movie that it was from. So they had 10 questions um, and I'm going to read you the quote and you write down who the movie was from and see what we can do on who would win. And you get a couple points for each one. Uh, 
So some are easy, some are hard. Um, but yeah, we'll just start. Uh, number one was Yo, Adrian, I did it. Yo, Adrian, I did it. Number two was just a bit outside. Number three was sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. Number four was you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. Number five was show me the money. Number six was there's no crying in baseball. No crying in baseball. Number seven was pick me a winner, Bobby. Pick me out a winner, Bobby. Number eight was you must have been something before electricity. You must have been something before electricity. Number nine, do you want to touch my lucky egg? Do you want to touch my lucky egg? And number 10, if you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. So going through from top to bottom again, number one, and I'll give you the answer. Yo, Adrian, I did it. That came from Rocky number two. Rocky number two. Just, just a bit outside comes from Major League, Major League, who many thought that should have been on my top five sports movie list, but it wasn't because it was my list. But they had their list and it was on there, so that's good. Um, sweep the leg, sweep the leg, of course, comes from the Karate Kid. Number four, you're killing me, Smalls, comes from. The Sandlot, which was on my list as one of the best baseball movies. Number five, show me the money. Show me the money. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Now, funny that this is in here because it's argued by some that it's not a sports movie. But shows up on the list of sports movie quotes. Huh. Interesting. So, Jerry Maguire. Um, there's no no crying in baseball. No crying in baseball. Uh, that is from a league of my league of their own, and that was uh, an honorable mention uh, in my baseball movies. Uh, this one. Pick me out a winner, Bobby. That is from The Natural. That's from The Natural, which was on my list for baseball, top baseball movies. And you must have been something before electricity. That's a very funny quote. And uh, it's funny that they picked that one out, but it was from Caddyshack. Rodney Dangerfield says that in the... Uh, in the country club he says it to i think he says it to uh, 
Smell, uh, what is the guy's name? Spalding, Spalding's wife, uh, right before he goes out. And it's, uh, yeah, that's a pretty funny, funny quote from Caddyshack. Uh, odd that that's the one they picked from Caddyshack, but either way, um, wasn't my quiz, it was theirs. Uh, do you want to touch my lucky egg? Do you want to touch my lucky egg? Another one that I gave uh, mention to, but was kind of in the one off category. And that is from Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. And then, of course, the last one was If You Build It, They Will Come, is from Field of Dreams. Another one of baseball movies that were on my list. So I thought that that played in very well uh, to, um, to have movie quotes uh, to win a, they call it a, it was like a keychain that they won, but it was interesting to have. And uh, it won a trivia contest off of that before we came and talked about it. Now, the other one, um, the other one that they had, and I will go into this. This one is a little bit more fun. Um, and it is, I'm going to read you this, and I'll read the uh, descriptions, and you see if you can come up with what the, what the name of the movie is. I'll go through them. Kind of just what I did here. Um, I believe there's 10 of them, uh, but we'll go through and then I will come back and give you the answers again. So this is uh, describing movies badly. Describing movies badly and see if you can come up with the name of the movie. And then we will go and see what we can do. So, number one. Half fish, half woman sells vocal cords to kiss random stranger. Half fish, half woman sells vocal cords to kiss random stranger. That's number one. Number two, a boy befriends a bearded hermit and two robots go into space, snags, uh, Snogs his sister and kills his dad. A boy befriends a bearded hermit and two robots go into space, snogs his sister and kills his dad. Man number three. Man punches himself, encourages others to punch him, leaves his job, shaves his head, bad influence on meatloaf. Man punches himself, encourages others to punch him, leaves his job, shaves his head, bad influence on meatloaf. Number four, reclusive weirdo and his mutant employees lure children into his factory with sweets, then dispose of them one by one. Reclusive weirdo and his mutant employees lure children into his factory with sweets, then dispose of them one by one. Number four, very old-looking teenage girl wears tight leather pants and learns to smoke to win her boyfriend back. Then they sing. Very old-looking teenage girl wears tight leather pants to lure to, and learns to smoke to win her boyfriend back, and then they sing. Number five, Hamlet with lions, but better than Hamlet, also singing. Hamlet with lions, but also but better than Hamlet, 
also singing. Number five, I believe we're on. Number next. Innocent staff turned into teapot, clock, and candlestick rely on Stockholm Syndrome to save themselves and loved ones. Innocent staff turned into teapot, clock, and candlestick rely on Stockholm Syndrome to save themselves and loved ones. Number next. Man buys Furby from China. Furby gets wet and breeds lizards. Lizards destroy city. Man buys Furby from China. Furby gets wet, breeds lizards. Lizards destroy city. Number next. Um, kid wants a gun, gets it, shoots himself, lies to parents. Merry Christmas. <laughs> That's kind of an easy one. Kid wants a gun, gets it, shoots himself, lies to parents. Merry Christmas. Number next. Old man with balloons abducts young boy after his wife leaves him. There's also a dog. Old man with balloons abducts young boy after his wife leaves him. Also a dog. Number next. A large iceberg is peaceful Calm life comes to an abrupt end as a large ship collides with it. A large iceberg's peaceful, calm life comes to an end as a large ship collides with it. Okay. Uh, number next. There's a tornado and a farm girl drops acid. <laughs> There's a tornado and a farm girl drops acid. Number next, two tiny blokes spend nine hours returning unwanted piece of jewelry. Two tiny blokes spend nine hours returning a piece of unwanted jewelry. Okay. Um... Number next is hockey player falls into lake, finds a machete, harshly reprimands teenagers for hooking up. Hockey player falls into lake, finds a machete, harshly reprimands teenagers for hooking up. And the last one, cross-dressing hotelier loves his mother. Cross-dressing hotelier loves his mother. All right. So going back, half fish, half woman sells vocal cords to kiss random bloke. That movie is The Little Mermaid. A boyfriend befriends a boy. Bef I'm sorry. A boy befriends a bearded hermit, and two robots go into space. Snogs his sister and kills his dad is Star Wars. Bloke, a man punches himself, encourages others to punch him, leaves his job, shaves his head, bad influence on meatloaf, is Fight Club. 
Reclusive weirdo and mutant employee lures children into factory with sweets, then disposes of them one by one, is Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. A very old-looking teenage girl wears tight leather pants to learn to smoke to win her boyfriend back, and then they sing, is Grease. Hamlet, with lions, but also better than Hamlet, also singing, is the Lion King. Innocent staff turned into teapot, clocks, candles, sticks, rely on Stockholm Syndrome to save themselves and loved ones, is Beauty and the Beast. Man buys Furby from China. Furby gets wet and breeds lizards. Lizards destroy city is gremlins. Kid wants a gun, gets it, shoots himself, lies to parents. Merry Christmas is a Christmas story. Old man with balloons abducts young boy after his wife leaves him. There's a dog involved is the movie Up. A large iceberg's peaceful, calm life comes to an abrupt end as a large ship collides with it, is Titanic. There's a tornado, and then a farm girl drops acid, is the Wizard of Oz. Two tiny men take nine hours to return a unwanted piece of jewelry, is the Lord of the Rings. Hockey player falls into lake, finds a machete, and harshly reprimands teenagers for hooking up is Friday the 13th. And lastly, cross-dressing hotelier loves his mother is Psycho. Psycho. So, a little fun in games. It was fun. It's definitely, um, there was a lot of people that played all these fun games. There were different ones. They had like, you know, build your own, you know, fly uh, paper airplane, a bunch of different funds. And they're fun to get involved in the, on the ship and make a, especially when you're at day at sea and things like that to make the time go by and do a lot of other things. Um, it kind of keeps you out of the casino uh, that they have there in order to um, break up the day, and you know they have shows on there, and it's a it's a it's a cruise ship, so there's only so much stuff that you can do on it, um, but it's a lot of fun, and you know I recommend. I think it's fun. We love doing it. I think it's a um, very economical way to to travel and do it, and and it's. It's a lot of fun, um, and we we had a lot of fun. Um, but when you're doing um, a cruise ship, uh, and this leads me to a lot of kind of, you know, my little hammer time portion of the show, if you will, there's there's a lot of things that just drive me nuts about people on cruises. And these are things that you, I guess you should and shouldn't do. Um, I mean, you're there. When you're on a cruise, you're there to have fun. You want to relax. You want to enjoy yourself. You want to go there and you want to have vacation time. You know, that's that's kind of what you're, you're, you book the whole thing to do. Um, sometimes it's, it's hard, hard to do that because of 
and what I'm going to get into on the don'ts side of this, but when you go on the, when you go on there to have the vacation, that's what you you really want to do is enjoy yourself, try just as much as you can to get away from it. Uh, the best part about it for my wife and myself was there was no phones. You know, you couldn't do anything, so you're not, um, you know, working. My wife works out of the house, so she's always you know, constantly on um, calls and, and video calls or chats or, or whatever. And it's just, you know, get up in the morning and goes up in the office and doesn't come back down until 6.30 at night. And it's just go, go, go and constantly on the phone all day long. Well, it was great in order to have the time where you didn't have that. And you actually got to have, you know, one-on-one time and do things and you were disconnected from from the world and you know we didn't we didn't we got back and didn't know what was going on because there was no news there was no nothing to even be aware of um it's it's scary in a way that way because you don't have that contact but at the same time it's refreshing because you get off and you're you have a whole new relaxed perspective uh and and it's it's great because you do you you've done what you needed to do when you want to go on vacation and you do feel that that kind of you step off and you're like oh that's really what i needed that's what i that's why i came out here so when you are doing it go on there to take full advantage of your time relax and do things and when you want to do that when you want to relax you probably want to go by the pool hang out maybe sit in the sun, maybe do some things like that. However, when you're on a boat with 3,000 people, it might be a little bit hard to do. So here's what happens with people and what you don't do when you're on a cruise. Don't be the person that saves five chairs because, you know, when you're down by the sun or whatever and you need to get there, just there's going to be more opportunity for people and people are going to get up and leave and come and go as, as, as they do. And you, you're, you're not going anywhere. There's nowhere. There's, you have certain time schedules. There's certain things that happen. Just be nice, do things and say, Hey, I might be here for a little while. Big deal. But you don't need to save a whole row of chairs and say no and guard it. Like, like you own that whole section of real estate right here and nobody else can be in it. And, you know, the ship was just catered to you specifically for that little section. Okay, whatever. I, I mean, I get it. We're all on the same. Maybe you saved up the whole year or whatever to be on this boat and everything and that. Okay, whatever. But just... There's there's certain common courtesies, I guess, or or, or politeness. I, I don't know what you what term you want to use, but you don't need to be the uh, the the seat uh, wrangler in order to say just have this or do this. Um, people go on cruises because there's all kinds of there's there there is food to eat twenty four hours a day on that boat there is somewhere that you can always go to get food so if that's the case you don't need to take three or four plates up with you when you go to the buffet and fill them up and stand in line and make everybody else wait behind you because you've got three or four plates of food 
So just take the one and then come back in line because it'll make the line move a lot faster if you just fill up that one plate versus filling up the four that you got and trying to come back and forth and do this and everything and get a seat. So again, it's just like the common courtesy thing of, of, and the efficiency of how things would work. Um, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense to me on, on the, the mind or the philosophy of, of people, um, that it, all you can eat buffet doesn't mean all you can eat at one time. It's just go get a plate, go up there again when you're hungry or your plate's empty. You just go up there and you get another plate and you fill it up and you come back down and you sit down. Um, and if you're getting four plates of food, one of those plates is going to get cold. So it's probably not going to be as good as when you got it warm food to begin with. If you would have just got one. So that your philosophy of getting it all at once doesn't really match with very well. doesn't do very well. But so just, I don't know. There's got to be like a one plate thing or somebody should be there saying, here's this. But, um, you know, and everybody goes at one time. I get it. The minute the door says, hey, the the 530 is when the first seating is. Everybody's there right at 530 to get right there because I need my, you know, because I just got done eating the the buffet at 230. You know, where I got my five plates of food at 2.30, but now I need to go to 5.30 to get my my meal, and then I do this so then I can go back at 7.30 for the late-night buffet that's opening all there. I don't know. It just seems, it seems like there's less important things there than the all-you-can-eat buffet, uh, at least for me, at least for me. But... And again, and, and with the, it's kind of like the show thing too. Um, and, and I wish somebody can explain this. It happens at church too. So maybe somebody can help explain this. But when you're going to a show and you're going to sit and watch a show, move in to the middle of the aisle or whatever. And don't, don't just sit the very last. Now, I, I understand from my perspective, I know why I do it. So for my reasoning, um, and I think that I want to think it maybe it was Jay or Beebs and Kev might have talked about it on the airplane on whether you want the window seat or the aisle seat. And I would always take the aisle seat because I'm I'm a bigger, taller guy, and I always feel like the aisle seat I have a little bit more room because I can put my leg out in the aisle uh, a little bit like that. So my philosophy of sitting on the end of the the rows is the same kind of thing. It's a little bit more spread out. I can have a little bit of a, a little bit more room because there's not that one person next to me. Um, so I always like to sit on the very end of the aisle for that reason. Um, but if you're in a show or anything like that, and you know, there's two things that you can do common courtesy: either stand up, and let those people move by you so they don't have to sneak by you, whatever, squeeze by that kind of way. Or move down all the way into the middle of the aisle, the rows, so people can have those other seats. Um, it, it, this is one, one, one or the other. If you're not going to do one or the other to stand up and let them go by, 
I don't know, just move in so you don't have to continually keep standing up. It's just little pet peeves of mine, I guess, that, that I see happening and doing. Otherwise, find another seat where there's only going to be two, two people. That's what, that's what we did. We went and found a section where, okay, here it is, and there's two chairs that are sitting right here, and you have enough space to get by where there was a section of, I think it sat six people, and it was two, two, and two. And then, you know, in little rows, and it was two, two, and two, and there was no problem. And you didn't have any problem getting in and out. Um, yeah, so it was just little things like that. Same thing happens at the, at the, um, at the, in the casino. On the deck, on the blackjack tables and things like that, if you're going to sit there, at least make the room that the people can can come in and sit at the tables as well. Don't take up the entire table just because you think that person is only there for for your enjoyment and not anybody else. And like you own that blackjack table, and that nobody else can sit there. And that you're you're going to play all the hands, the slots on the table, or whatever. And nope, you can't let anybody else play because they're only there for you. Well, no. I mean, if there's if there's seven spots on the table and you want to play three of them and more money or whatever if somebody comes up and says hey i want to play a spot well guess what you're going to give up one of those spots because that's the rules of the house so and if you don't like it well too bad you got to find somewhere else um you know it, it's just the way it is so i don't know there's just little things like that that kind of drive me nuts uh, and the other one is the um, the um, the slot machine watchers. Uh, they will come up and they'll always like hover over you, and they'll be like, you know, as soon as you're done, they'll like jump into the seat or they'll they'll follow you around and they'll 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 they're almost like your shadow wherever you go. They're waiting to see, and I mean, good for them because if they they do that and they see somebody that's on a hot streak on a machine or do something and they get it. Sometimes they'll do that and they'll win. Um, and we saw it and we did it and we, we would oh, not be as bad as being right on their shoulder, but we would see somebody play a machine and do something and say, Oh, that machine looks like it's doing pretty well. And then we would hop in there and sometimes it would do good. Sometimes it wouldn't, but um, just to be there and stand there and wait and, you know, then it gets people to be like, oh, do you own this machine? And, oh, boy. So it's just, it's funny. People get, when it comes to certain things and do things, people get pretty antsy about it. But whatever. All in all, it's fun. I just think that if you're there, maybe you you can let your guard down a little bit more, be a little bit more polite. Um, and the last thing that I can say, and I think I've said this many times on many different occasions if we're going somewhere, be nice to the staff. I mean, they're there to do a job. They're there to help you. They're there to serve you in, in the capacity that they're there. But be nice to them. Um, there's no need to yell at them. If you're not, if you're playing cards and the cards aren't coming your way, it's not their fault. They're just doing their job. But no need to yell at them. It's just the luck of the draw, and it's just the way it is. And if you're having a bad night, then, you know, move tables, do something like that. But don't yell and scream at the staff or the dealer because you're losing your money and, you know, there's nothing that they can do about it. That's, they're just dealing the cards and doing what they can do. So 
if you if, if it comes to you hitting a bad streak or whatever, man, don't be mad at that. Yeah, you're getting free drinks in the casino, but just because you're doing it and you can drink and do everything, don't be belligerent and yell at the people and be rude just because you're having a bad night. Uh, and we saw it happen a couple of different times, and we're like, man, that's just uh, that's just not cool. Um, so make sure you treat your staff, uh, the staff, good. Tip them. They're working hard, and, and they're there to make sure you have a good time. And, uh, yeah, that's what you're there, there, they're there for. And I guarantee you, if you do it, you get rewarded. Um, it comes back in karma. And I think that that is something that uh, definitely everybody can can um, can relate to and, and deserves. Uh, good karma breeds good karma. Um, as robotic or AI Saint Joe talked about, being nice to each other, uh, it's uh, it's a good thing to do, and we should all do it. And I think it will return in spades that. Uh, the karma will will come back at you. So, uh, but anyway, it's good to be back. Um, I'm hoping that um, maybe some of the numbers pick up. Uh, like I said, the real live Saint Joe uh, will make some more listeners come back rather than the uh, the AI Saint Joe. Uh, so again, make sure you check out uh, the unfiltered family. Um, Again, real quick, uh, Monday, myself, Tuesday, uh, Pedals of Support, Wednesdays, the Reef Boys at the Reef Filtered, Thursdays, uh, Finding Your Way with Beebs. Um, and again, I think Pedals of Support is now on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then Hypno Wellness is Wednesdays, um, Wednesdays and Thursdays. I'll have to double check that. But I believe she comes out twice a week, at least. Cindy comes out twice a week. And then every day, the stupid history minute. So um, hopefully everybody has a fantastic week and a good 4th of July. Uh, be safe out there. Don't lose any fingers. Don't lose any hands. Um, but be safe and enjoy the 4th of July. I will look forward to seeing you guys next week. And remember, whatever you do, Work hard, play hard, but make sure you nailed it. This podcast is a production of Unfiltered Studios. If you would like to know more about joining Unfiltered Studios, please visit our website at unfpod.com for more information. Mm, nailed it. In a world where the secrets of the past shape our present, comes a groundbreaking revelation that will change the way you see the ordinary. Prepare to embark on a journey through time with the Stupid History Book. From the creator of the Stupid History Minute podcast, our intrepid explorer has unearthed the tales of everyday heroes. They are not knights in shining armor, nor conquerors of nations, but the unsung champions of simplicity and practicality. Discover the secrets hidden within the folds of the most unassuming object, the paperclip. Its humble origins may surprise you, as this unpretentious piece of metal forever altered the course of human progress. 
Its story will unfold before your very eyes, revealing the power of ingenuity and innovation. But that's not all. Come along for the ride as we dive into the colorful history of a tool we take for granted every day, the toothbrush. Its bristles, once made from nature's own hair, have evolved into a masterpiece of design and dental hygiene. Witness the evolution of the humble toothbrush and how it transformed the way we care for our pearly whites. And if you thought blenders were just a convenient kitchen gadget, think again. The blender's journey is one of persistence and creativity. From its humble beginnings as a laboratory tool, it has become an essential companion in the culinary arts. Get ready to be amazed as we blend together the captivating tale of this remarkable invention. The stupid history book will transport you through the annals of time, reminding us that even the most seemingly trivial objects have played pivotal roles in shaping our world. Join us on this remarkable adventure as we unveil the stories behind these everyday items that have left an indelible mark on human history. Are you ready to rewrite your understanding of the past? Prepare yourself for an unforgettable journey through the pages of the stupid history book. Coming this fall.